I told my dad, I, I was like, dad, I want to be the person that owns this building. I don't want to be the employee that works for the person that owns the buildings. I want to own these buildings. But like, how do I springboard from being poor in this apartment, having no money and savings to owning commercial buildings, right? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey, Rhinos, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors. And today we have a very special episode. In fact, I am so excited. I'm going to be co-hosting this episode today with Lauren Hardy. Hey, Lauren. Hey, what's up? How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited, David. I'm excited. We've got some cool stuff going on right now, so I'm stoked to be on this episode. Likewise, I am super excited. So today we're going to talk about how Lauren and I, you know, got started in this business and how we first learned about wholesaling and how it has literally changed our lives and changed our lives for the better. And I'm just so grateful to get this opportunity, not only to do a co-podcast with you today, Lauren, but also to have built this amazing product that we're going to get to here in the end of this episode. So again, today we're going to talk about, you know, how we learned about this, how we got started. So Lauren, I'm going to jump in here. I want to ask you straight up, how did you learn about wholesaling? When and how did you first hear about it and learn about it and to start get interested in it? Yeah, you know, I got to think back to when did I first hear about it? And, you know, to be honest, when I first heard about it, I didn't hear about it like I didn't even know the word, right? I didn't hear the term wholesaling. But I can remember a conversation I was having with my dad. And I'm about, you know what, I'm 24 years old because I can remember I'm in my old apartment and I had an infant. I had my baby at 24 years old. And I remember telling my dad, I said, you know, dad, just my goal is that I want to own these buildings that my bosses have. Because I was working in corporate real estate for Companies that owned buildings, you know, in commercial, they owned office. Were you doing like management or acquisitions or what was your role? No. Okay. So in this very moment at that time, I was working in the construction department for the office department. So I worked for Irvine company and they have everything, retail, office, industrial, a single family. They own the entire city of Irvine. I think arguably the owner is like one of the wealthiest people in the United States. And I just worked in the office division in the construction department. And we manage the tenant improvements. So when a, like a new tenant would move in, mm. you know, say a law firm, you know, we would manage their construction, you know, as kind of representing the owner of the building. So I just worked as I was an employee. I'll be honest, I was making like 50,000 a year. It wasn't much. It was a salary that felt like very dead end. Like it didn't matter what I did. I would never make that much more like my measly, maybe 5% increases every year. Man, it was gonna take a long time to really 
really get to a place where I can afford to live in Orange County, California. I mean, I'm barely scraping by. I live in an apartment. You know, I mean, we don't have much money at all. I was shopping at literally the 99 cent store. I would literally go well, you're every probably spending day. 40 or 50 percent of your income on rent. Oh, absolutely. I would literally every week to get groceries, I'd have 20 bucks. I'd say, OK, I can buy 20 things. I can buy 20 things at the 99 cent store. You know, I mean, I was poor. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money. But man, I had big goals. I had aspirations. Every time I worked for somebody in any company setting, I'd go, how do I own this company? Yep. Like, that's where my brain would go. And I told my dad, I, I was like, dad, I want to be the person that owns this building. Like, I want to own the buildings. I don't want to be the employee that works for the person that owns the buildings. I want to own these buildings. But like, how do I springboard from being poor in this apartment, having no money in savings to owning commercial buildings, right? How do I own, you know, how do I get to that place? Like from here to there, you know, like dad, I have no money. What am I gonna do? Cause it takes money, right? You gotta have money, well, right? You, like we both thought that when we yeah. started that it does yeah. take a lot of money. And the beautiful thing is, is with not only wholesaling, but some other really creative strategies that we both know and teach, you know, you don't need a ton of money, which is amazing. But in the beginning, I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, I need to have like, you know, how do I go save up a bunch of cash to where I can start buying properties and, and or flipping? Like before I knew about wholesaling, I'm like flipping a property requires me to buy it. Right. Right. Yes. At that time, I thought you had to have the million dollars for the down payment of the commercial building. You know, like I thought I needed that in cash. I go, dad, how's some broke joke like me going to have the down payment for like this building? And he said, I'll never forget this. He goes, well, no, Lauren, you know, there are some people that get into it by just finding the deals. So your dad and knew about it before you did? Yeah. What? So he goes, you know, he's a pretty smart guy, okay? Sure, he's sure. Called, he was a PhD, you know, he was a CPA. Like, he goes, no, Lauren, there are people that'll pay you to find them the deals. And I'm you know, that guy can, now, and so are you. Well, you know. I know. <laughs> and it's funny because he didn't know the word wholesaling. He just thought of it as your first step is to be that person mm -hmm. that scouts out the deals. You know, you're beating the bushes to find the deals, which you can do for free, Lauren. You have no money you know, find the deals. And then you partner with these experienced investors and they will pay you happily. for finding their deals. They will and then, happily pay you for it. Happily pay you. And then, you know, the next step is maybe you partner with them, you know, on the deals, right? And maybe you take the money you earn from them paying you and you put it in the deals, you know? And I thought, oh, okay, that's a thing, huh? Now that was well before I started real estate investing. I didn't know anything about wholesaling. I didn't start trying to be a real estate investor for a whole year because okay. I started when I was Which 25. Which is pretty but common. Let's be honest. Like a lot of people, they learn about it. They hear about it, you know, and it takes some time. Most people, they have disbelief. Let's be honest. You know, they maybe hear about somebody doing a wholesale deal, making 20, 30 grand, maybe more, right? And they think, oh, that guy got lucky. That girl got lucky. You know, good for them, but I doubt that's going to happen again. And then, you know, and then they do another one and then they do another one and then they do five or ten a month like me and you and it's just like this is not only is it extremely simple but it's like super possible for everybody to do this it's yeah. awesome yeah. And at that time, of course, yeah, I had a lot of doubt. You know, my dad and me are just having a conversation, you know. So it's been 10 years, right? I'm 35. I started my first marketing, you know, campaign to get deals when I was 25 years old. So it was a whole year later that I learned about wholesaling, house flipping, you know, a whole year later, this concept. 
And, you know, if I look at where I am now, 10 years later, you know, I'm 35 years old. I went from being stuck at this eight to five corporate job that I had to drive an hour to get to, an hour to get back to my kid. My kid hardly knew who I was. I spent a good, like probably half of my money actually went to daycare, to be quite honest. You know, the other half went to my expenses and there Mm -hmm. was nothing left over. Mm -hmm. That's no life. No, I mean, it was jail. I literally thought it was corporate jail. You know, my salary had no real possibility of increasing. I wasn't good at corporate politics. I'll be honest with hey, you. Hey, speaking so- of that, it's, I guess sad's probably a better word, but it's like you work for a whole year and then like they maybe give you like a two or 3% increase in salary. Yeah, and yeah. it's like two or 3% on 50 grand. Come on guys. Like that's like a nice dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm looking around going like, how do I get out of this? Right. And mm. I got out of it. You know, I got out of it by learning about this concept you know, of wholesaling houses to then I call wholesaling the gateway drug to real estate investing. Mm. Cause then whenever I would wholesale a house, I would look at what the end buyer did. And then I'd say, well, if they can do it, so can I. So then I would do it. I would then put a deal together just like that, you know, and I would copy what they did. And I had the courage because I saw someone else do it. And I had the model. I watched them do it with that house that I sold them, you know? So it's turned into, I've flipped hundreds of houses. I have built ground up houses, ground up construction in Nashville, virtually, literally, I live in California and I built homes in Nashville. One of them, fun fact, was bought by one of the winners of The Voice, just saying, country star. So, you know, like, I mean, I'm like, I've done all these really cool things that like I would never have done if I didn't hear about this concept. So yeah, that's how I heard about it. And looking at you know, the last 10 years, all the things I've done, and I was able to get out of the corporate, you know, world, and I can now go to my kids' soccer games and basketball games. I can volunteer in their classrooms anytime I want. If one of them's sick, I stay home with them. I can, you know, be there for my kids. I could be the person picking them up from school, which is all I really wanted to do. I never went into this business really to get rich. It was more of like, they were my number one. I wanted time freedom, you know? And on top of that, I have probably, I'd say 4X'd my income from back then. So if in 10 years I can do a 4X, just think 10 more years, right? Mm. Like it's just crazy crazy. It doesn't feel like while you're in it, it feels super slow and it feels like you're not doing anything. But when you look back at 10 years and I can write down all the things that I've gained, it's pretty incredible. So, hey, real quick for anyone that's listening right now, you had mentioned, you know, at this job. So this is before you had discovered wholesaling. This is before you even, you know, started doing it. You're at this job and you were working doing tenant improvements, TI. Can you just briefly explain to the audience what that is? I mean, really, I would just go into a corporate job. And come and sit in my cubicle mm-hmm. and push paper around, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's basically all it was. But no, it was, you know, so tenant improvements are imagine a commercial building, imagine an office building, a new tenant moves in and they've got to build out their suite. Because you know, and typically they would be- it's just going to be a white box, drywall with flooring and, you know, panel right. ceiling. And that's mm-hmm. it. There's nothing necessarily in there. But then the tenant yeah. will come along and they'll say, hey, I want to rent this space, but I want to mm-hmm. put an office suite in here or maybe it's a restaurant right whatever mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you as the you know representative for the landlord would then say okay well you know in order for you to rent this you know we need to get you to sign a lease and a long-term lease but in exchange for you signing that lease we're going to do what they would give an allowance 
But see, the difference between Irvine and company, because they have such a big budget, is they could afford a team like us. So most landlords probably wouldn't have that. But we, because Irvine Company is so wealthy, they would have an entire department managing and overseeing the tenant improvements. And in fact, they would only let the tenants use um, three approved contractors. And mm. that was it. Because they wanted control over everything. They didn't want, you know, the tenant to get themselves in a situation where their contractor's ripping them off and all that, you know, the, all the things that could happen in construction. So they had us as like construction project management where we were, you know, managing the construction, approving change orders, you know, watching the timelines and the budgets and whatnot. Love it. Awesome. Thank you for touching on that because that in itself is really fascinating. But you were doing it for somebody else. And you were making someone else a lot of money by coming in and sitting at that cube and helping them get some leases signed on their properties and appeasing the tenants by, you know, helping them get their build out done. So, wow, I love it. Very, very cool. But you weren't happy. You weren't making that much money. You had learned about wholesaling and you didn't even know what it was called at that point. You just knew that you could get paid to find deals. Mm -hmm. And then why a year? Was it just you learning? Did you have analysis paralysis? Did you not know much? And it was just trying to dabble or... You know, what was the year all about? Yeah. So that year I had had my daughter. I was having that conversation with my dad, probably when I was thinking I was pregnant at the time or she was just born. And then the first year I spent that entire year going, I'm going to open up some kind of business. I just don't know what. So I spent a whole year researching different types of businesses. It was like, I'll do anything. I don't care what it is. Like, I just need to be working for myself so I can stay home with this kid or have more flexibility. Right. So, you know, I was just kind of in research mode. Just I had I was going all different directions with different types of businesses, uh, business ideas. And then it wasn't until I met my brother were, you know, hanging out. We used to barbecue on Sundays and I was just complaining. I had the Sunday scaries and Mondays the next day, another grueling week the of Sunday scaries. I've never heard sun- that before. Oh my God. I used to get the Sunday scaries so bad. Right, I used just to anxiety. So like I don't want to go back to the office tomorrow and then drive it. an hour there and back mm-hmm. too. That's no fun. Oh, I would man. drive an hour there, an hour back. And, you know, my daughter hardly knew me. I mean, I would see her for an hour and a half and then it was bedtime, Mm. you know, and it was awful. And I was telling my brother, you know, just complaining, had the Sunday scaries. He said, well, you should do what I do. And I was like, well, you know, what do you do? To be quite honest, I never really paid that much attention to what my brother did. I knew he was like flipping houses, but like I didn't really know much about that industry. And he explained, you know, like his schedule. He's like, I work from home. I send some mailers out and sellers call me back and I just make offers. And, you know, when I get one, I just borrow the cash and I fix the property up and I sell it and I make, you know, like 30 grand, you know, 40 grand. I'm like, what? He was actually flipping. But here's the lesson here is like, you can do the same thing, but not actually have to buy it, not actually have to fix it up. So that's what it sounds to me like you were like, well, man, if you're teeing these up for yourself, what's stopping me from teeing them up? for you or other investors just like you. Right. He's like, I'm going to give you a training course and you go through it. It's on CDs. All you have to do is listen to them and then like, let me know if you're interested in this business. The good old days. The good old days. They used to be on CDs. Okay. They weren't on, you know, e-course platforms. It was these CDs. So in that hour commute every day, I'd pop this CD in and it was this guy, Mike Cantu. And you guys, I interviewed him on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. The guy's still buying 
deals. He is a legend. You got to listen to that episode. Look for Mike Cantu on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. So I heard this beautiful voice, Mike Cantu, funny guy, super dry sense of humor. And he's just A to Z laying out what he does. And I listened to it in one week. And that next week I told my brother, all right, I'm ready to go. He said, all right, we'll go do it. I'm like, okay. So I followed exactly what Mike Cantu said. He, Mike Cantu started with a direct mail campaign and that's what he does. And he laid out what the letter even says. And I literally listened to the CD and wrote the letter exact word for word. Like I didn't deviate at all from what Mike Cantu said. Same font. Why would you? Because it's proven, right? That's the whole purpose of it is to just replicate. Yeah. And I did exactly same font, same type of paper, same postage stamp, everything. And I started my first marketing campaign. Now, one thing that I should mention, I didn't have any money. So I needed money for the stamps (laughs) and Mm. I needed money, right? You know, for the envelopes and the stamps. So I go to Costco. Costco has a really good deal on paper and envelopes, by the way. And I use my credit card and I go, okay, you know what? I'm going to need more on my credit card. Like I'm going to have to increase my limit. So I call Capital One. I had to get a whole new credit card with like a $10,000 limit. I go, okay, this is my marketing budget. It'll just be on my credit card and I'll pay it back because I'm going to get a deal and it's going to net me $30,000 and I'll be able to pay it back. One thing I noticed right there, Lauren, is that you didn't say that you were hoping to get a deal or that you were going to, you know, you had already told yourself, I'm going to get a deal. You were committed. And I love that. That's amazing. You have to believe it. I swear. I'm like, I feel like I'm really good at manifesting things. You really have to believe it. And I was like, I'm going to get a deal and it's going to make me $30,000 and then I'll pay this credit card back. I know it. And so I started sending mail out. I put it all on my credit card. Now, Had you quit your job yet? Or is this done like nights and weekends? No, this is nights, weekends, and lunch breaks. Okay. Nights, weekends, and lunch breaks. And by the way, I'm now pregnant. So I've got a one-year-old. I'm growing a human now. And I said (laughs) to myself, I had the worst pregnancy, my first pregnancy. I was real sick. This one, I said, you don't have the option to be sick. Like I literally mentally said, like, you don't have the option to be sick because when this baby's born, you are going to quit your full-time job. And I envisioned it every single day. I'm going to quit my full-time job. I'm going to go on maternity leave and I'm not coming back. How long did you have that job? Couple years. Okay. Couple years. Sure. Yeah. And before that, I was in similar like corporate real estate jobs, similar kind of stuff. So, yeah, I like envisioned every day I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to close my first deal. It's going to be 30,000. And then I'm going to get another deal and it's going to be another 30,000. And then I'm going to quit my job because I'm going to have a full year salary in my bank account and I have a year to do it because the baby's going to be born in like 10 months and then I get a two month maternity leave or whatever. So, like, I had this timeline. I've got a mm. year to do you this. You had a plan. I'm, and that's really, really important because a goal without a plan is a dream dream guys let me repeat that a goal without a plan is a dream so you had a plan and then you were off to the races you got yourself a credit card you went to costco you got some paper you got some envelopes what happened next I started mailing, you know, I would get these seller calls. I was absolutely terrified and I was making these offers to the sellers and you can hear the shakiness in my voice, but I was just kept going. I just kept making offers and I kept hearing, no, 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 no. You're offering too low. You're offering too low. You're offering too low. And it was about four You were doing months. it right. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. Yes okay. And no. I didn't okay. really know how to price out property and I just went off of this formula that sure. I heard and I just really didn't understand highest and best use and you know but I was just doing the best I could at the time you had a plan you were consistent and persistent 
And that's it. That's all it takes. Just got to be consistent. Cool. So how many months of that, of marketing and sending mail and talking to sellers and making offers? You probably got told no 1,200 times. Yep. Yep. So this is great. This is great. So about three and a half, four months into it, I go, man, I go to my brother and I had a stack of paper because back then I didn't have a CRM. I printed out a bunch of questions and I printed like 25 of them at a time. Mm-hmm. And those were my seller lead sheets. And you just and had I a folder. Write, you had cold, would, warm, and, and hot. Them, yeah, I, would, yep. I had three folders. It was new leads, like leads that I made offers on and leads I need to follow up on. So like I just had a folder system and I carried that folder with me wherever I went, you know, to the office in my car. And so anytime a seller called, I can find their piece of paper and I would get back on the phone and I'd have notes on the paper about like what vacation they went on and what their cat's name was. Yep. So I just did that. And about three and a half months, I'm going, Dustin, I go to my brother, I go have a stack of lead sheets. I go, nobody's saying yes. Like, what am I doing wrong? And he goes, well, let me see. And he looks through everyone and he says, I wrote down ARV after repair value. And I wrote repair estimates on them. And I wrote my offer. And then I wrote the lowest the seller would take. And my brother looks, 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 he goes, wait, this one, this one, he goes, this guy would take, I think it was like 90,000 or something. I kind of don't remember exactly. Sure, sure. 10 years ago, you no know, problem. like this seller would take 90. I go, yeah, he said he'd take 90 and he's ready to go. But no, the formula says that the offer needs to be 75 and I can't pay any more than that. And he's like, if he took 90, we'd still make like $40,000. Like who cares? Like mm-hmm. about the formula. It like, didn't have to be exact, but the formula is great. He's like, look at the net profit. Yeah. Like, look at the net profit. The formula is like, great what? because it yeah. helps you make the offer lower than you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if they say, you know, in this example, if they say, no, I need 180 and you're at 90, well, then you're not in the same ballpark. But if you right. offer, you know, 90 or you offer whatever, 75 and they're at 90, guys, we're in the ballpark here. That's yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Love like, it. Okay. He's like, do the net, Lauren, the math. Like, we're still making a lot of yeah. money so here. Did you call that guy back right away? What happened? He goes, call that guy tomorrow. Like, yeah. this was like <laughs> eight o'clock at night. He's like, call that guy back and literally just say we have a deal. And so I called him back. I was like, you know what? We're ready to buy another one. Let's just lock this up. Are it's you a little ready more than I'd like to pay, but we yeah. need a deal. And yeah, I'm going to make like- you make this work for you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And then, you know, me and my brother, we did a partnership. So instead of wholesaling that one, I partnered with my brother. Mm -hmm. So I found the deal and I partnered. My brother found the money. He found the contractors. We flipped it. The thing made $65,000. We split it 50-50. And I was already halfway to my goal of a four-year or full-year salary. Well, then- I found another one, the same type of deal. It had the same numbers, kind of coincidence. It was like another condo in the similar area. Mm-hmm. And we just did the same thing, rinse and repeat. By the time Presley was born, I closed the deal. Both of them had a full year salary. And I called my boss up and said, hey, love you, but I'm not coming back. I'm going to. So you I, took I, the maternity leave though, right? I took the, oh, absolutely. I took yeah, the maternity leave. Absolutely. Yeah. I took the maternity leave, took the, you know, took the benefits or whatever, the maternity leave. And then I said, Hey, it doesn't make sense for me to come back with the cost of childcare. I didn't want to say I had another business. I was yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys so much for giving me this opportunity, but I'm going to move on. That's it. Yeah. And that's my story. And that's how I got started. And it really was, you know, it's been a snowball, you know, effect since then. But, you know, again, looking at the 10 years and how much, you know, I grew and thinking back to my thoughts back then, and just that it seems so unachievable back then. 
you know, it's, it's so crazy, you know, and thinking of the goals now I have that seem unachievable, right? I love that it. They are. I so, love it. So some of the things that it stuck out to me is number one, you weren't going to take no for an answer. You were very consistent. You didn't even have the money to market and you did, you, you used a credit card and I did the same thing when I started. I didn't have a ton of money to do it. I used a credit card as well, but I didn't think that I was going to try. I knew that I was going to do it. And I knew uh-huh. that if it took me six or eight months, so what? I was going to do it. And I had a plan just like you. And I was consistent. I started sending mail and I was doing the exact same thing. I had three folders and now we got amazing CRMs, which makes it just so much easier. But I had three Mm -hmm. folders with the lead sheet. And as people would call, I would do the same thing. I would write down about the vacation they just took or their pet or whatever they wanted to talk about. So whenever we could call and follow up, we could ask those questions and build Mm -hmm. the rapport with them. And it was very, very similar. So how many months from the time that you said, I'm going to do this, not from the time that you kind of learned about it, because anyone that's listening to this podcast is learning about it, right? But the time that you said, all right, I'm going to take a stand here and I'm going to do this. And how many months did you say it took you to get your first deal? Okay, so I started in October of 2012, and my first deal came four months later. So Love October, it. November, December, January, like January, February time. Love it. Um, and October was when I first started the direct mail campaign and said, I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. And then a week later, I started the direct mail campaign. Like, I didn't take any time. <laughs> like, I love it. And then I got my first deal. It took four months of believing, believing, believing. And then I didn't actually get paid for eight months because the deal took actually, no, eight or nine months because it took, you know, a couple months to fix up, a couple sure. months to sell. So yeah, it took eight months before I made any money, but I knew I was going to pay that credit card debt back. I just kept paying the minimums and I knew I would pay it back. And then it took exactly a year. So I started October, 2012, and in exactly October 2013 is when I quit my full-time job. So oh, awesome. Presley was born August 17th, and then I had a couple months maternity, and then I, I quit my full-time job. That is so cool. That's amazing. That's very, very cool. So four months. And after you got that first property under contract, so you know, you weren't wholesaling per se, but you were deal finding. That's the it's that's what we do as a wholesaler. That's what we deal find. Is. Yeah. What do you go and finder. do from there if it's a fix and flip or a wholesale or a rental burr? You still gotta find the deal. That's where it all starts, right? Mm-hmm. So the question that I have is after you got that first contract and it took you a couple months and you didn't get paid for a couple more because you guys decided to flip that one. But did you continue to market or did you just wait? Did you stop? I never stopped. You never stopped. So that's the lesson I want everyone to take here, right? Is it's going to take you a couple months to do your first deal. And if you hire a coach, hopefully that'll shorten that curve by, you know, maybe even half or even a third in some cases, but Mm -hmm. you can't stop the marketing. The marketing is the lifeblood of this business, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can call ourselves investors, especially if we're fixing and flipping or you know, adding rentals, but just as a wholesaler, you know, it's really more of a marketing business. And you jumped in, Lauren, you did it. You got the mail out there. You didn't even have the money to do it. You just said, I'm so confident in myself mm-hmm. that I'm not going to take no for an answer, even though you heard 1,200 of them approximately. Mm-hmm. And you kept going and you got it. And that is awesome. I love it. What a great story. And thank you so much for sharing that with me today. That's so cool. I know. I know, David. Well, enough about me. So when did you first hear about wholesaling? Yeah, I love it. So it's very similar. To be honest, it's very similar. I didn't have a job doing TI, tenant improvements at a commercial firm, although I did have some internships, you know, in my early 20s at some real estate firms, but I was so similar to you. So I guess I was a little behind you. I was about 30 when I learned about wholesaling. 
And I was investing in real estate since I was 20. So I had about 10 years of just very, very passively investing, right? Buying a rental, doing it the wrong way, putting down 20%. And it was slow. And during that whole 10-year period, Lauren, I was working at different jobs, doing sales and doing marketing. And the last, you know, five or six years out of that 10, I was just an entrepreneur. And I was, you know, just doing random stuff. I was selling products online that I was buying from China. And I was building websites for people and just doing anything and everything that I could to just prevent having a boss. And I'll be honest, most of those businesses didn't do that great. You know, they made me enough money to get by, but like you said, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't getting rich off of those activities. And at the age of 30, you know, I was already 10 years as a passive investor, but I hadn't sent a single postcard or mail or done any marketing. Everything I had done prior was through an agent off the MLS. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking like online and, you know, seeing people and reading books and podcasts and all this stuff. And I'm like, how is it possible that there's people that can flip multiple houses in a month or even in a week in some cases? And how is it possible? There was a guy in my market when I first got started, I went to Ria's. And he's still a good friend of mine. In fact, I just borrowed money from him and paid him back last week. How cool is that? But he owned 150 single family homes. And at the time I had 12 and I'm like, man, it's going to take me a century to get to 150. Knowing yeah. what I knew then. Right. Yeah. And I just started, you know, networking and I just discovered it. I just was just reading and listening to podcasts. And there was these people saying, well, you can flip houses with little to no money or, you know, oftentimes with no money. Now, one thing that people neglect is, is that you do have to spend time and money on the marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. But you don't need a hundred grand to do that. You maybe only need a couple thousand or in some cases, no money. It's just time. You can cold call, mm -hmm. you know, and essentially I stumbled across it. I was very similar to you because I was just spinning my wheels for three months. I didn't really know what I was doing. I had a lead sheet. I had the folders. I was sending mail just like you. I was handwriting letters. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was paying people to come over and stuff envelopes and yeah. stamp them. I and the I was like trading people stuff. Like I didn't even have the money to pay them, but I'm like, I know that this is what it's going to take. I got to yeah. get my phone ringing and I got to ring other people's phones. So mm -hmm. I was calling for sale by owners. I was calling people that had properties for rent, asking them if they had interest in selling. And three months went by and I had three thick folders full of leads, three of them. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't make a deal happen. So I hired a coach and within three weeks, I had a deal. And the next week I had a deal. And the next week I had a deal. And I literally hit the ground sprinting for two reasons. Number one is because I had been at it for three months. I had a plan. I wasn't going to take no for an answer. I was consistent and I wasn't afraid to spend some money on marketing, even though just like you, Lauren, I didn't have it. I used a credit card to pay for my very first mail campaign, which was paper envelopes and stamps. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. And at the time, yeah. I think I was pulling leads off a list source or I was driving for dollars, yeah. right? So three <laughs> yeah, months yeah. of struggle, three weeks with a coach, and I had a deal. It was awesome. And then I yeah. think that first month I did two or three deals, and the second month I did three or four deals, right? So having wow. that coach really, really sped things up for me. But to me, it was, you know, one, my businesses weren't really doing that great. Number two, I was not going to go back to a job and have a boss. That's just not mm -hmm. who I am. I had done that for a couple years. I knew that I needed to have a plan, and I knew that consistency was everything. And then when I hired that first coach, and I have a coach now. You know, I always have a coach or two. I love having coaches in multiple facets of my life, finance, fitness, real estate, you name it. I love having coaches. But when I hired that coach, here's the thing. When I first hired him, he said, hey, you know, this isn't about me and you being friends. And I'm friends with them still to this day. I love them to death. But he goes, but this is about me getting you results. So some of the things I'm going to teach you and tell you, you may not be super excited about. 
But guys, three weeks after I hired him, I had a deal, right? So what did he tell me? Let's share this with the audience here. What did he tell yeah. me? Hey, number one, this is a marketing business. Mm -hmm. So he asked me day one, how much marketing are you doing? Well, I said, you know, I'm sending out 30 to 50 letters a day and I'm maybe spending 30 to 40 minutes a day cold calling. And he said, cool, at that rate, you're going to have a deal in eight to 10 months. And I was like, what? Yep, okay. I said, what? Yeah. And he goes, right. yep. It was literally like, you know, hey, those are some rookie numbers. You need to pump those numbers up type of a yeah. conversation, right? So he goes, cool, here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend two or three hours a day cold calling or more. That's a minimum, okay? And I want you to get 200 letters out a day. So he basically forexed, you know, or more what I was doing. And all of a sudden, you know, the leads that I was following up on and the new leads that were coming in, it just started to make more sense because of a couple reasons, Lauren. Number one, I was able to build confidence by just doing it more and more. You know, after mm -hmm. getting told no 50 times, I wasn't like deflated. I'm like, all right, I'm 50 no's ahead today. Hopefully yeah. this next one's going to be a, yeah, come view the property, Dave. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. just being able to, you know, put a lot of uh, time and effort into it. And then number two, this is probably even more important than that, is he taught me a very, very valuable lesson. And I'm going to teach everybody here today, too. And you probably already know this. Hopefully you do. But he said this very simple thing. He said the amount of offers you make in this business literally equals the amount of money that you can pay yourself or make. And I thought about that for a minute. And then he said, Dave, how many offers have you made this week? And at the time I had just hired him. You know, I was doing 50 mailers a day, roughly, maybe even some days, 20 or 30, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And some days, 30, 40 minutes of cold calling. That's it. You know, and I was like, I don't know, maybe one or two on a good day. And he goes, cool. I want to see five to 10 offers a day. And I was wow. like, holy cow, I'm making that in a week. You want me to do that in a day? Mm -hmm. Guess what happened? I got a deal in three weeks. Right. I mean, it's not rocket science. Marketing leads to lead generation. Lead right. generation leads to the opportunity to make mm -hmm. an offer. And one of the mm -hmm. things he said is, is if you have the opportunity, seize the day, right? Make the offer. Don't mm -hmm. just think, oh, you know, they're asking too close to retail. So making them a low offer is going to be a waste of time. That is baloney. You right. must make the offer every single right. time. And that's what right. happened. And, you know, since then, I'm rocking. You know, we're, we're both doing tons of deals. We love it. And here's the thing that's really, really amazing, Lauren, is, you know, we both 4 x our income, which is great. We both have the freedom now to spend the time with your kids and, you know, be able to take trips and vacations. And, you know, like I love to just hang out with my wife and go to dinners and not have to think twice about spending money. And that's all cool and all. But really what gives me fulfillment and passion at this point is helping other people learn this business and helping other people get that first deal and helping other people. And I never encourage people to do this, but I love it when it happens, though, is to quit their job. I've probably had two dozen people over the years say, hey, Dave, I think I'm going to quit. And I say, all right, well, I'm not encouraging you to do so. But if you are ready and you truly believe it in your heart, I'm behind you. I'm going to stand behind you. I'm going to help you. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just gives people so much joy to be their own boss and to have control on the finances and the money that they make, but also mm -hmm. get that freedom. And I think that's really, you know, where we both find the most fulfillment in this business. Money's cool and all because it gives you utility. But once you have a little bit of money, it's like having more money doesn't necessarily make you more happy. Having mm -hmm. more time does, though, every mm -hmm. single time, mm -hmm. you know, having the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You know, so yeah. it's so, so cool. So, Lauren, I think we should drop it on everybody. Let's go ahead and do it. What have we been working on? Tell us. 
I think it's time to talk about the Rhino Roadmap, David Dodge. All right, guys. So David and I have known each other for what, a year or two years now? And we've developed we've developed a pretty good friendship, but we also have, you know, kind of an interesting synergy in that. We both kind of got started in wholesaling. We have both wholesaled hundreds of deals in our careers, but we both went different paths. You know, I talk about wholesaling, like I say, it's the gateway drug of real estate investing, guys. I don't want you to stop at just wholesaling. I want you to be the building owner. I want you to be the house Mm -hmm. flipper. I want you to be that, you know, that HGTV show that you guys are watching. Like I want you to go there or I want you to be the person that's got the 115, you know, rentals in your rental portfolio. And to do that, you got to start somewhere. And there is no better way than to start with wholesaling, especially if you're broke, like I was. Same. (laughs) All right. So David and I have decided to partner on the new course and coaching program. And we want to invite you to be a part of our tribe. David, do you want to explain any more? Should we just tell them where to go? No. Well, let's talk a little more about it real quick. So, you know, like Lauren's great at the virtual and obviously many, many other things, but she's been focused on the virtual and she's been here a lot longer than me. Right. And, you know, my passion and focus is the rental portfolio. But I just want to reiterate something. You know, wholesaling is probably one of the best places to start for multiple reasons. Number one is because you don't need a lot of money to do it. But number two, it teaches you the skill set of finding deals. That's really what it is, right? And if you don't have a ton of money or you're not really ready to take a ton of risk by doing the flips, you know, or doing the rentals and the burr and whatnot, you know, wholesaling is such a great place to start because you don't necessarily need a ton of money to do it. But if you want to be good at the rentals or good at the fix and flips or whatever it may be, you got to learn how to find deals. That's really where it all starts. Absolutely. And what Lauren and I have done is we've decided, you know what, let's like really break it down. Let's make it super, super simple. And let's just teach the basics on what it takes to get into this business. Mm-hmm. And what kind of marketing you need to do and what kind of mindset you need to have and, you know, how to locate joint venture partners like Lauren did in the beginning. And I did probably, mm-hmm. you know, five or six joint ventures out of the first 10 deals I did. And I still probably do 30% of my deals with other people. And we mm-hmm. literally wanted to break it down and make it so incredibly simple for anybody and everybody to learn how to get involved and invested into this business. And we've created one of the most amazing products. We both have been working on this for probably about two months, give or take. And we are calling it the Rhino Roadmap. And this is a literally step-by-step, start-to-finish, what you need to do and know and understand and live and breathe to get either your first deal and or scale your business up to doing multiple deals each and every month. So there it is, the Rhino Roadmap. And we are so incredibly excited to launch this. And where can they go to learn more about it, Lauren? Guys, you could go to www.rhinoroadmap.com. We'll make sure we put that link in the show notes. You guys, we worked really, really hard to explain wholesaling in a way that anybody from any background could understand. So David and I have both coached. I've been in the coaching business for a couple years now. I know like as far as my program goes, I've had over, I think 400 people go through my program and become very, very successful. And I pride myself. The one thing I'm really good at 
is teaching anyone this business. I could teach a 12-year-old this business. You don't have to have a background in real estate. You don't have to have a PhD. We break down wholesaling, the concept of wholesaling, the complete roadmap of wholesaling, getting you from zero to your first or your 10th deal um, in a very easily digestible way that anybody could understand. It's always my goal with any kind of piece of content I put together that I explain it in a very quick but efficient way that anybody could understand it. So we put that together. And I think, you know, another thing is when we did put this together, we thought about all the mistakes we made when we first got started, you know, and we wrote those all down and we made sure that, you know, you have what not to do, right? In that program, you know? And that's like the thing you are, you know, paying for is learning from other people's mistakes so you don't make those mistakes that cost you tons of time and tons of money. So yeah, I'm excited about it. You guys go to www.rhinoroadmap.com. I want you guys in our tribe. I'm so excited. David, I'm excited to be doing this with you and, you know, starting this new journey with you as well. Likewise. Yep. So fun. Lauren, it was funny. We were joking around the other day when we were, you know, kind of putting some of the finishing touches on the course here. And we were both saying like, hey, it took us both about four months to get our first deal. But Mm -hmm. if we had this course when we first started, like there is no reason that we wouldn't have done it in half the time, if not a third of the amount of time. So guys, if you are wanting to get into this business and you don't want to spend four to six months struggling, like I don't blame you. I wouldn't want that for you either. So here's the coolest part about the Rhino Roadmap. We've put this together to help as many people as possible. And because of that, we know that we needed to price it accordingly. So book a call, learn more about it, and we've got a really, really great deal on this course. We're going to be you know, offering this at a price point that is affordable, which is going to make it really, really helpful for more and more people to take advantage of this information. It's phenomenal. I love it. Well, Lauren, this has been an amazing podcast. I loved learning more about you know, how you got started. We were both very, very similar. But just a couple things I want to recap on. We both had a plan. So guys, if you want to get in this business, you need to have a plan. You don't have to have a lot of money or any because neither of us did, but we were consistent with our plan. And we used a credit card to cover some of the marking. And that's okay. You can do that too. But you got to be consistent. And you have to be comfortable getting no. And that's okay. But if you are consistent and you have a plan or a roadmap, this business is incredibly simple and you're going to be able to have a ton of success. Lawrence coached hundreds of people. I have too. We've both helped people get multiple, dozens and dozens of people get their first deals as well as help people get out of that rat race and that hour commute to that work or that job that they hate. This is why we do it, guys. We do it because we want to help and we really, I know I can speak for the both of us when I say we find so much fulfillment and helping other people get out of the rat race that they are in and create financial freedom as well as time freedom and learn a skill that you can take away to go find deals and to start fix and flip and start you know, using the Burr method to get rental properties and to do all these other things. But guys, it all starts with deal finding and that's what wholesaling is all about. I love it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you guys think that this could benefit someone else, please share this on your social media. And guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Lauren. Signing off. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. 
We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.